Good morning and welcome to our worship at Grace. Uh, thanks for being with us this morning. We're meeting a little earlier than our usual uh, 11 a.m. time for the Liturgy of the Word because today is our annual meeting, uh, which will begin at 11 o'clock. Uh, it's the same uh, link if you're logged in through Zoom. Um, and I think we'll hopefully have time to take a few minutes break between our worship and the meeting at 11. So you can um, turn your camera off or uh, log in and log out, whatever's easier for you. And then we'll have our meeting together. And uh, that's the biggest announcement uh, for this morning. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be God's kingdom now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Christ our Lord. Amen. God, you govern all things both in heaven and on earth. Mercifully hear the supplications of your people, and in our time grant us your peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Our first lesson is from, whoops, am I unmuted? Yes, you are. Our first lesson is from Deuteronomy chapter 18. Moses said, the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, if I hear the voice of the Lord my God anymore or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. 
Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks, Thanks be to, to God. God. The gracious Lord makes his marvelous works to be remembered. Alleluia. Alleluia. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. In the assembly of the upright in the congregation, great are the deeds of the Lord. They are studied by all who delight in them. His work is full of majesty and splendor, and his righteousness endures forever. He makes his marvelous works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. He gives food to those who fear him. He is ever mindful of his covenant. He has shown his people the power of his works in giving them the lands of the nations. The works of his hands are faithfulness and justice. All his commandments are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. He sent redemption to his people he commanded his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Those who act accordingly have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. The gracious Lord makes his marvelous works to be remembered. Alleluia. <clears throat> Our second lesson is from 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Now concerning food sacrificed to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. 
Anyone who claims to know something does not yet have the necessary knowledge, but anyone who loves God is known by him. Hence, as to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that no idol in the world really exists and that there is no God but one. Indeed, even though there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as in fact there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom all things from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom are all things and through whom we exist. It is not everyone, however, who has this knowledge. Since some have become so accustomed to idols until now, they still think of the food they eat as food offered to an idol, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food will not bring us close to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if others see you who possess knowledge eating in the temple of an idol, might they not, since their conscience is weak, be encouraged to the point of eating food sacrificed to idols? So by your knowledge, those weak believers for whom Christ died are destroyed. But when you thus sin against members of your family and wound their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food is a cause of their falling, I will never eat meat so that I may not cause one of them to fall. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus and his disciples went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, he entered the synagogue and taught. They were astounded at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Just then there was in the synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying with a loud voice, came out of him. They were all amazed, and they kept on asking one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. At once his fame began to spread throughout the surrounding region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. <clears throat> One year ago, as we ate baked potatoes in the large hall and celebrated the completion of our mission, vision, and value statement after 1,254 hours of discussion among about 85 members of GRACE. I said that this was the end of the beginning of our strategic planning process. I did not realize then, none of us did, that late January 2020 was also the beginning of the end of our whole way of life for at least a year. You'll see this shift pretty starkly at annual meeting when we watch our slideshow, and you might want to have a few tissues on hand for that. In the gospel reading today, Jesus is teaching at the synagogue in Capernaum, and things are going pretty well. This is the beginning of his public ministry, and the people listening to him are responding with amazement at what he has to say. And suddenly there is this interruption a man with an unclean spirit bursts in and begins shouting at him. In Jesus' day, people believed that many kinds of illnesses, especially mental illness, was caused by demon possession. The coronavirus disrupted our church services this year and much else in our lives. In Mark, this man with the unclean spirit, as he is called, is not there only to cause chaos, he is there to challenge Jesus directly. He has knowledge, secret knowledge, of who Jesus really is, the Holy One of God. He wants to provoke Jesus into announcing his identity before he's willing to do so. This unclean spirit or demon or whatever it is possessing this man is challenging Jesus to reveal his true purpose, which involves the redemption of all people, and the destruction of the forces of evil that keep people from the knowledge and love of God. I think that COVID has functioned similarly for us this year. We went to a lot of trouble beginning about 15 months ago to articulate our identity as a parish, who we were, 
and what we felt our mission and our purpose was in this time and in this place. Unlike Jesus, we were not trying to hide this knowledge for a big reveal later. We wanted a clear sense of our mission, vision, and values now so that we could really live into our sense of call as a parish and address the challenges facing us out of our deepest values. In early February of last year, the vestry at the annual vestry retreat put together a really beautiful spreadsheet of how we plan to begin implementing our mission, vision, and values statement. In our vestry discussions this year, that's one of the things that we've lamented about the pandemic, that it upset our plans for putting the MVV into action. But you know, looking back on 2020, I have a new perspective. We did not get to check off the items on our vestry spreadsheet. But the pandemic was the same kind of uninvited guest as this man who burst into the synagogue at Capernaum, a disruptor that challenged us to show who we really were, to reveal our true identity. We did not know that this COVID challenger would be bursting in this year, but we picked some pretty good values and highlighted some really important dreams that would help us to survive and thrive even during this time. The first value that we listed was welcoming. At first you might think, well, how could we welcome anyone? Our building has been closed for 10 months. And yet we've been more connected with our neighborhood this year than in any of my seven years at Grace. We realized pretty early that being closed meant we had to communicate what was happening here in new ways and let people know how to find us online and give a sense that there was this lively community participating in all our activities at Grace. This was a banner year for banners and Rowan designed and ordered many of them to put out on the gate in front of the tower. We decorated pinwheels and displayed them on the lawn for Pentecost. And we got many comments through emails and phone calls from neighbors about how cheering it was for them to see the pinwheels spinning, spinning in the breeze in the springtime. When we started our outdoor Eucharist, we had a number of passerby each week stop and inquire what we were up to. And some of them even signed up for the service and joined us. And the tower project forced us to get the word out about Grace Church door to door. Before this year, we were uncertain about how our neighbors felt about us. Would they be in support of the historic preservation of the tower? Did they care about it at all or think it was worth saving? We had no data on that. Now we have 700 signatures on our petition and lots of interaction with city government and with many other community organizations. Our city councilors have remarked on the huge number of supportive emails that they've received about our CPA application. And this application involves communicating not just about the tower, but about who we are as a faith community, our values, our long history of involvement in Newton Corner. We have been wanting to be more connected in our immediate neighborhood for years. This was not the expected route for that. 
but Tower Pandemic 2020 has brought it about. Now we have relationships that we can build on in the future that we simply did not have before. Love and service are two of our values. Showing care to each other and to our world became much more complicated this year, but even more necessary. We found creative ways to help each other and to help those in need, masked and distanced, virtually, with contactless drop-offs and pickups. We upheld our long-standing commitment to be safe this summer at St. Stephen's Youth Ministries. And we even signed on to donate groceries to 25 families with, our new, with their new Be Love program. And we're about to do that once more. Our youth group supported Convent Cathedral with sandwich making. Our work with asylum seekers through Embark continued. Pastoral care continued. We looked out for one another through the Better Together neighborhood groups. Brace folks dropped off meals and safely helped others navigate health challenges. We helped each other get online and members donated computer equipment to increase the accessibility of our online offerings to our community. We continued our regular outreach and connection with community organizations. Inquiry and wonder were also on display in a big way this year. Sometimes the inquiry was along the lines of, how the heck are we going to adapt to this situation? What are we going to do now? How are we going to celebrate Easter and Christmas? How are we going to help people feel connected when we are so limited in how we can meet? But because we are a community that values learning, discernment, and discussion, we were able to adapt and to experiment and to adapt again. We just did some great wondering with a small group of parents this past week. I wonder what else we could be doing for Christian formations for families right now. I wonder what's working and what's not. Grace Discussion Group 2 has kept up the rich spirit of wonder and inquiry in their discussions on Zoom. Even our value of celebration. This one has been tough, but we have persisted in figuring out how to keep the feasts of the church year, how to celebrate each other, how to carry on our traditions, even if we're standing a bit farther apart or seeing each other on the screen. Celebration also involves gratitude and affirmation. I see how we have been expressing gratitude and affirmation for each other all this difficult year, for the creative ways we've been coming together for the support of this community to members in need of a bit of help, for the work of the vestry and the tower teams in forging ahead despite all these difficulties. There's been so much gratitude and affirmation expressed. We are still very much a community of celebration even now. And you know, not knowing all that would unfold in our nation in 2020, we picked a pretty good mission statement. Let me remind you of it again. Grace is a place, grace is a source of spiritual restoration and strength to prepare and inspire our members and our community to be conduits of divine love, following the example of Jesus, to companion the vulnerable, heal division, and confront and dismantle inequality. 
Those were our aims. But it became clear to us after the events of the spring and summer of police brutality against black people and people of color and in the wave of Black Lives Matter protests that followed that we were not doing enough to combat white supremacy and Christian nationalism. A new summer book group, race discussion group, social action, and our youth group all engaged in opportunities of learning, training, and reflection around white supremacy and racial justice with the intention of building and continuing this work. Joe Fort, our former music director, used to begin choir rehearsals by saying in his lovely British accent, let's make a start, please. We have made a start. We've not made an end of this work, but we have renewed a long time commitment, knowing that much, much more is required of us. The disruption of the pandemic has not stopped our ministry or our mission. It has provoked us. It has challenged us. It has forced us to adapt. It has kept us apart, but only physically. It has not stopped us from doing what we are called to do. That said, I miss our former way of doing things. I miss being together in person. I look forward to the time when we can just simply be together in person for worship, for potlucks, for all kinds of activities again. The sacristy on Sunday morning is a lonely place for me these days. It used to be a pretty busy intersection with the acolytes and choir members and the altar guild all bustling around each other. Now it is just me and Chris Hosfeld and a lot of space and a lot of quiet. I don't want to negate the many losses of this time. But for me, the losses have also helped me see why grace is so important, why our Christian faith is so important, why our community and the world needs us to persist in doing what we do and finding new ways to do it and finding better ways to do it. What's interesting to me in the story of Jesus in Capernaum in the Gospel of Mark is that when he heals the man and casts the unclean spirit out of him, the people in the synagogue recognize that Jesus was able to do what he did because of who he was. They say, what is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. Jesus was not a rabbi who also just happened to be a healer. His authority was of a piece. He was able to heal because of his teaching, because he knew who he was. He was the Holy One of God. And our own baptisms empower us to do the work of healing, companioning, repairing the breaches in our society because we do this work in Jesus' name. So let's keep doing what we do, Grace Church. Let's keep living into this identity that we have articulated. How blessed I feel to be able to minister alongside you. We are still alongside one another. We are still one in Christ.
In God's name, amen. And now let us affirm our shared faith together in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The prayers of the people. Let us pray together saying, Father by your spirit and all are responding, bring in your kingdom. Holy God, we pray for the coming of your kingdom. You sent your son to bring good news to the poor, sight to the blind, freedom to the captives and salvation to your people. Anoint us with your spirit. Rouse us to work in his name. Father, by your spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to bring help to the poor and freedom to the oppressed. Father, by your spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to tell the world the good news of your healing love. We pray for peace with justice in our nation. We especially remember all those on our parish prayer list who have asked for our prayers and those in any need or trouble whom we name now. We give thanks for those celebrating birthdays this week. Leah, Bill, Jane, and Tim. In our parish cycle of Thanksgiving, we pray for our sexton, Jeff Gotham,
for his faithfulness in setting up, cleaning up, and especially fixing up for his keen eye as to what our elderly building needs next and his companionable, companionable nature as part of our community. Father, by your spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to those who mourn to bring joy and gladness instead of grief. We grieve those who have died by an act of violence, those who have died of COVID-19, and those who have died alone. We remember those who have died, especially the Reverend Ilana Wamukoya, Arch Anglican Bishop of Swaziland, and those we name now. Father, by your spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to proclaim that the time is here for you to save your people. Father, by your spirit, bring in your kingdom. Father, use us, flawed but forgiven, to bring in your kingdom of mercy, justice, love, and peace. Empower us by your spirit and unite us in your son, that all our joy and delight may be to serve you now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Oh, yeah.
Let us pray together in the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now the peace that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be upon you and remain with you always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you for joining us this morning. Annual meeting is going to be on the same link. So if you'd like to turn your video off, uh, get up, walk around, get a cup of tea and come back at 11, we'll be here ready for annual meeting then. Thanks everybody. It's good to see you. And just a pastoral update, a lot of you have known that um, Jeff Gotham uh, had uh, coronavirus and was recovering at home and was in the hospital briefly and then came home. Um, he has had a negative test. So that's great news. Um, and we're just very happy that uh, he is doing well and is negative now. Um, and that's also great because the pipes are frozen at church. So <laughs> Jeff will be back in the saddle soon um, and we'll get that sorted out but we are just so grateful I know a number of you have been um, praying for him and uh, expressing good wishes uh, during this time so we're just delighted to hear that um, all right we'll see you in a little bit for annual meeting Bye. happy birthday Leah and Bill oh yeah happy birthday birthday Leah and Bill and thank Bill. you Happy birthday. Thank you, Regina. Bye now. Thanks. Bye-bye. See you in a bit. Happy birthday.